Okay, hey everybody, it is Garrett Anderson live at you Thursday, March 29th, 2018. I uh, know that on the last podcast I said I was going to do these maybe monthly, but uh, I wanted to get right back on the horse here because I have a few topics that I was excited about sharing, and I, I, I felt off on the last podcast. I maybe there was too much time that had passed with the stuff that I was tra- trying to talk about, so I wasn't excited about it anymore, or it was too distant in my memory to to you know riff on. But uh, hopefully this one will be a little bit uh, a little bit better. Uh, I've had to restart this about four or five times because my computer is is stopping the recording, saying that the system is overloaded. Um, so we'll cross our fingers that this one works. I really hope this one works. But um, yeah, so a buddy of ours, uh, of my wife and, 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 you know, a friend of the family, uh, let me borrow a book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And it's very timely for me to read this. He did a TED talk by the same title um, where he talks about the golden circle being uh, the sort of an easy trap to fall into is starting with what you do. And instead of starting with why you do it and that people that want to do business with you and engage with you and, and, and consume what you are putting out there into the world, they are more, uh, you know, they, they, they buy why you do something, not necessarily what it is. They will support you if they align with your why. So honestly, I have to do some reflection and reevaluation of my why and real and you know just check in on it periodically make it a practice where every so often I'm what you know what is my why do I still believe in in how I articulate it and, and f- figuring out a way to articulate it and for for today I don't have a why that is is pithy and to the point ready to go. But I do know that on previous, a couple previous podcasts, I've been leaving topics kind of open-ended and not tying up loose ends. And I was remiss in that a listener buddy of the podcast sent me an article related to one of the topics I brought up and I never mentioned it. So he sent me an article about how um, hunting management programs may be overly claiming to use scientific approaches, um, you know, having measurable objectives, uh, gathering data to uh, evaluate outcomes with their uh, hunting management when it comes to conservation. I was talking about that in the context of um, conscious consumption and where we spend our dollars, uh, specifically the example of the Jimmy John's founder I saw something floating around on social media that was pictures of him with big game trophies. You know, he was going big game hunting and, you know, some uh, on a gut level, on an emotional level, sort of disturbing photos of him holding up dead leopards and, and, you know, posing with a grin on his face and a thumbs up and a, a bloody safari shirt and a rifle leaning against this elephant, you know, in, in the African safari. And then one that was kind of really silly, it was, it was him, or it looked like it was lumped in to appear on this social media post as if it was him, a big, fat, naked, white, rich guy on top of a shark. 
I was joking that I couldn't tell if it was a shark or a dolphin and that maybe he was having relations with the blowhole. A uh, little cheap joke there. But um, I went on Snopes, um, you know, the website to kind of fact check stuff on the internet. Although I, I hope they are legit and and not just also biased or or, or politicized and its own form of propaganda. Um but uh, let's assume that Snopes can be trusted for the moment, for the time being. Um, I Snopes, uh, you know, Jimmy John's founder is big game hunting. And sure enough, yeah, some of those pictures were legit. Um, he went on safari in 2010. And uh, the, the point um, it, I was trying to make was, you know, even if he does do that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. There are, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and I heard about, you know, really scientific approaches to hunting management and that they can be partners with conservation efforts. So for instance, if there's a really aggressive alpha male of a species that's killing off the herd and it's actually bad for the herd that this alpha male is allowed to continue to live, it might be in the best interest to uh, issue a permit to a big game hunter to spend lots of money to go kill this animal. And then that money goes back into conservation efforts. So there's sort of nuances here to this discussion that are overlooked when, you know, you might just have someone that's like, ah, killing animals is bad. And then, you know, the, the rage level heightens and, you know, a whole group of people get on that side of this is bad and let's boycott Jimmy John's. Well, I don't know if that's the case. I, I you know, um, and also it's, it's quite a task. It's quite a daunting task to be like, hey, every dollar that you spend, try to spend in a way that's aligned with your values. Like that, that is, that's quite a homework assignment, right? So it's a little bit unrealistic to try to do that, but you know, maybe if we can come across ones that are, that are very black and white for us and, and the way that uh, our values align, then, you know, yeah, maybe you say, Hey, instead of getting my subs here, I'm going to go get them from this mom and pop shop, um, or, or whatever. So, uh, the, the picture of him with this, the shark wasn't him. So this social media post had an element of untruth to it, which, which bothers me, right? If we're trying to tell a story, let's be truthful about it. Um, I also listened to uh, the Sam Harris podcast, uh, Waking Up with Sam Harris, and he and some of his cohort are concerned about the, the politization, politization of speech, and how, you know, we really are battling in this time of the, the Trump presidency um, for truth and, and the, the primacy of truth as the way toward uh, a better, more healthy, more productive future. So my buddy sent me a link to an article that said um, only like 60% of hunting management programs that claim to be scientific are actually using science. Um, most specifically having measured attainable results, right? You know, having a plan, um, measuring it with data and evaluating the data and, and adjusting the plan accordingly using the scientific method, right? To, to manage their hunting. And that some folks uh, are you know, some of these hunting management plans or groups that are responsible for them are saying that they're scientific when they're really not in order to seem legit. And that's concerning to me when, you know, some, when anything is claiming to use science 
it's it's like saying, hey, we're we're using truth here. We're we're testing our claims. We're only putting forth truth. And if they're using that, they're saying that they're doing that, but they're not actually doing that. That's a, that's a problem. So he had a really interesting little input in on on the conversation, and you know, we I look forward to having more back and forth with him um, about that because it is concerning. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you for sending something along. And I apologize for not mentioning it sooner and, and tying up that loose end. But, uh, but yeah, so another thing that I forgot to mention on the last podcast, I was talking about getting chills again, performing music and it feeling very powerful and, and it makes performance feel very much like the right thing that, that I should be doing and that I was, I was called to do and that it's like an act of service and, and that there's something even more powerful than that specific moment. You know, like the things that give you chills and give you goosebumps. It's like, ooh, that felt really meaningful. I talked about the one that I got uh, by performing Scars to Your Beautiful by Alyssa Cara or Alyssa Cara. And there was another instance at, uh, at a different gig. I was um, performing at the Veg Fest. It's out on the street, you know, singing my songs. Uh, people coming and going, and, and this one woman kind of stopped and sat there for a while, and I could tell she was enjoying the music. She was by herself, and um, I, I just, you know, made a, a comment in between songs where I was like, hey, you got really cool glasses. She had this these cool sunglasses that were kind of bright red, and they kind of matched her lipstick, and I wasn't sure if she was doing that on purpose, but, uh, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll throw a little friendly comment um, out, and hey, you know, those are really cool glasses. Thanks for sitting around and listening, and and I was like, what kind of tunes do you like? And she was asking for old country stuff. I, I ended up playing some, um, I didn't know a couple of the things that she was requesting, but I, I, uh, I played something like that by Tim McGraw. Um, he, that's, how's that song go? It's like, uh, it was Labor Day weekend. I was 17. I bought a Coke and some gasoline and headed out to the county fair. Um, the, the chorus is like, I had a barbecue stand on my white t-shirt. She was killing me in that miniskirt. Skipping rocks on the river by the railroad tracks. And then a couple songs later, she was sticking. She was like, oh, thank you. That's that's so fun. And, and then a song or two later, I was like, so this song is uh, Rain in the Desert. It's an original. Um, and it's a song about uh, the desert. And it's a song about Austin, Texas. And it's a song about Louisiana, um, New Orleans. And she was like, oh, my good. She, she stopped. She was like, oh, my goodness. I've lived all those places. This is so neat. Oh, I can't wait to hear this one. And I was like, oh, great. Well, it goes a little something like this, right? And I go into, you know, when the night is getting cold in the desert, um, singing my song. And I got to the lyrics about Austin, Texas. And I was singing about bats on the bridge and licking barbecue fingers and running off a hangover to Barton Springs. And I knew she was listening closely for the words. So I was enunciating them really, really carefully and trying to make it so that she could hear me and then listen and get the gist of the tune. And just knowing that she was listening intently and singing the song that related to her experience in some way, it gave me goosebumps. I was so thrilled. I did not know. I didn't see it coming. I was just, you know, and run it off down to Barton Springs. Um, and it, I, I got chills. And I was like, wow, that is really cool and really powerful. And I don't know what that lady's story is, but I was really glad to perform for her. And 
I hope, you know, I hope I brightened her day. All right. So, you know, circling back to talking about starting with why, you know, I may not be able to articulate it right now, but I have a sense that since I've practiced a lot and I try to put on a pretty decent show, you know, just bringing joy out into the world is, you know, it's simple, but it's pretty profound and pretty powerful. Like maybe that's as, maybe that's enough. Why? Um, and maybe that's why I'm doing the podcast. You know, just trying to bring some joy and and human connection into the world. Um, so, you know, that's that's the bright side. Um, <laughs> I have a note here to uh, to. to to remind you guys that bots and spam, I was talking many, many, many podcasts ago about bots and spam. You know, I get these emails or, you know, friend requests that are obviously like straw man accounts, you know, or, you know, manipulative business ventures that try to prey on um, aspiring artists, right? And how big of a bummer it is that that's like, part of my reality is, is, you know, uh, here's one SoundCloud notification. So I posted a song and a couple minutes later I got a new message from Katrina Butler and I was like, Oh, awesome. This is great. And I go open it up. I was like, Oh, you know, this, this will be awesome. You know, somebody out there has heard a song and, and they want to connect on social media. Like, yes, that's what social media is all about. Well, uh, this is like, Hey, how's it going? I'm pleased to exhibit your track um, to our SoundCloud Huge Accounts Network. So you will get 201 new fans, 7,177 U.S. listeners, 350 or even more viral sharing links and likes, extra video teaser. Check out the link in my header. And so there's these SoundCloud like bots that are just reposting tracks. And there's this whole like underbelly of of disingenuous social media buzz that I don't want to play that game. I do not want to play that game. So bots and spam, you can go F yourself. Um, the other one that recently came through, let's see here. I'm scrolling through my phone to find it. Did I leave it in here? Yeah, here's another one. So WNXB FM to Garrett Anderson music, my, you know, my, my email, um, uh, there's a little picture. We could introduce your music on our reggae hour radio show and put into playlist. Please get in touch for further details. Connect with WNXB FM regards the N one M team. Number one music.com get maximum exposure. I'm like, maybe there's something to that, but that's, that's not that's not the game I'm trying to play here. And reggae hour, uh, maybe yeah. Sometimes I'll I'll cover some Bob Marley songs, but I'm not a reggae artist. I'm not Jamaican. Um, <laughs> not that you have to be Jamaican to play reggae music, but I do think you should be Jamaican to have to sing with a Jamaican accent. I think that's weird when people sing with an affectation of a of another culture. Um, Although every once in a while I'll kind of slip and do a little country country twang, that uh, I you know growing up in Maryland I I, I feel that's that's you know that's southish, 
and I've got some family in the South. So I've spent some time in Texas and, you know, you, but I'm not, I'm not going to be up here all of a sudden talking about, you know, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some, yeah, you know, you know, that sound, that modern pop country male singer song, you know, Blake Shelton, Jason Aldean kind of sound where they're, they know, there's a really heavy drawl, uh, a Southern drawl in it. And, uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find my voice and sing with my voice. And I, I don't, I, I appreciate the unsolicited, uh, robotic spammy email. No, I don't appreciate it. That was bullshit. Um, but, uh, no, I do not want to be featured on your reggae hour show. Um, so, uh, you can go F yourself. Um, eh, so bots and spam are, are not my favorite. I'm trying to do, um, trying to, trying to zigzag the other way, um, with like real experience, um, and tapping into my why and hopefully building a little community around this musical journey. That's, that's kind of what, what I'm doing on my spare time when I'm not being a, a dad and a husband and volunteering on the PTO and coaching soccer. So, uh, I got to go last night, switching topics here. I got to go and, and, and well, kind of relates to why and, and having this human connection and the power of live music. I got to go see Martin Sexton last night at the Musical Instrument Museum. Uh, during one of his songs, he was having the, the crowd kind of sing along, which he's, he's very good at helping the crowd kind of figure out a part to sing with it, with his tunes and then cueing us in. And, and he had us kind of bring it down to a whisper. And he was talking about the thousands of years of ancient wisdom from all the old instruments that were in the museum. And, uh, and I was like, yes, that is, that's some trippy shit right there. Got me really excited. And we were singing along, you know, just doing a little ooh and ah while, while he was uh, singing over top of it. And, uh, my wife and I really enjoy that, that aspect of his show and, and just seems very effortless for, for the crowd to kind of add to. And he's like, oh, you guys sound like a choir of angels, you know? And it's, it's kind of his shtick. I've seen it before, but he, he does it with such a genuine, you know, probably coming from a place of why I've heard him describe his why as bringing people together. And, you know, whether you're left or right politically, you know, we can all come together or, you know, or get gay or straight or, or hippie or corporate, you know, we, we can all come together and sing a song together. And, and that's a real unity for a moment. And that's his why is to, is to unify. So Martin has tapped into his why and goes out on the road, sings his ass off and plays his ass off night after night. Um, I do, I do wish he would incorporate some of, of his other originals into his live show. I've seen a lot of the same couple songs that he does really, really well and it's it's always a treat and I'll always keep coming back for more cuz he he sings them with such variation and such adventure his voice and guitar playing is just out of this world i woke up this morning and and you know no sooner had i, I had i had my cup of coffee that i threw my guitar on and was trying to trying to grow and and learn and let that inspiration get get me better um i have to be careful not to attempt to imitate you know i need to let the inspiration push me forward with my own true voice and my own true performance. So I, I need to be a little careful with, with that performing and with podcasting, frankly, um, you know, find my own lane, so to speak. 
Um, so just w- one other quick little thing talking about, um, you know, human connections and, and intentions, you know, starting with why is, is all about starting with your intention. Well, I wanted to wrap up today's podcast with a quick cover of Let Him Fly by Patty Griffin, because my uncle Rich uh, suggested that it, it might be a cool song to sing. He made that recommendation to me so, so long ago, and I've had this note in my phone, and, you know, Let Him Fly by Patty Griffin, and I finally got around to doing it, and I'm, I'm very glad that I got to do it. It's a, it's a really beautiful song. Patty's version is more beautiful than mine, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I like how this turned out, and, uh, you know, so this is for Uncle Rich, and if, if anybody else out there in, in the uh, podcast land has a request of a song that they'd like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I'd be happy to, uh, to try to accommodate. So uh, everybody be good out there. Remember not to text and drive. I was on a bike ride before doing this podcast, and uh, as I was crossing, you know, in front of a shopping center area, I saw this guy. I could tell that he was coming up. And if I didn't slow down, we were probably going to, you know, meet, um, his car was going to meet my bike if I had tried to cut in front of him, because as he was getting to the stop sign, he kind of pulled his phone out and was looking at it. So I was like, ah, God damn it. Um, so don't text and drive. What else? Um, you know, just, uh, fight for the truth and, um, and find your own voice. I guess, uh, th- those will be the, uh, the, the preachy kind of things to wrap up on today. And uh, thanks for giving me another uh, another chance with this uh, podcast this week. Um, and uh, we'll see. Ho- hopefully the next one I'll, I'll have a couple. Just tripped over my words. Um, I'll wait until I get inspired again. And then I'll do this again. Simple as that. Oh, quick announcement. While I was riding my bike, I was listening back on some mixes of some songs. I think I've got five songs that are going to be ready to be released. Got to remix them and make them sound real good and then put them out. And that'll be some new music. Really, really excited about that. Um, And that is, that's, uh, that's a good example of my business acumen. I wait until the very end of a podcast to make the announcement that I will be putting out some new original music uh, soon, very soon. Got to got to get it right and got to have a little plan around it. But let's uh, let's put that out and then um, that'll be out and then I can move on to the next project, whatever that may be. So, all right, peace everybody. Uh, be well and uh, I'll catch uh, I'll catch up with you or touch base with you soon. Happy Easter, peace. So here's um, "Let Him Fly" by Patty Griffin, covered by me. Ain't no talking to this man Ain't no pretty other side Ain't no way to understand these stupid old words of pride It would take an acrobat I already tried all that I'm gonna let him fly 
This can move at such a pace The second hand is wave goodbye You know the light has left his face I can't recall just where or why So there was really nothing to it I just went and cut right through it I'm gonna let him fly Let him fly well, there's no mercy in life with no rest at all in freedom When choices we're given ain't no choice at all The proof is in the fire you touch before it moves away So you must always know how long to stay And when to go There ain't no talking to this man He's been trying to tell me so It took a while to understand The beauty of sledding gold Cause it would take an acrobat I already tried all that I'm gonna let him fly Let him fly Gonna let him fly